everyone. This is Paul Aronowitz, your faculty host for UC Davis Department of Internal Medicine Story Slam. And this next story I bring you is uh, told by Dr. Susan Murin, who's our Vice Chair of Clinical Affairs here in the Department of Medicine. Uh, Dr. Murin is a pulmonary critical care doctor and uh, previously was the fellowship program director for the pulmonary critical care program at UC Davis. And uh, she is an excellent and highly rated teacher, and I think you'll enjoy her story today. Hi, everyone. I'm Susan Murin. Um, our little list says I'm going to tell a story called Remembering Mo, but that's a sad story. Um, and as I was driving back to the hospital this afternoon, I thought, I don't want to tell a sad story. So I sat in my chair debating which one to tell, and I've decided to not tell the sad story. Instead, I'll tell you a story uh, sort of off the cuff, uh, which I'll call It's a Small World. So way back when, when I was a medical student, my passion for medicine was rivaled or maybe exceeded only by my passion for scuba diving. So when I was a fourth-year student, I took the opportunity to arrange a fourth-year elective in Miami at the University of Miami, um, supposedly to study infectious diseases, but really to go diving in the Florida Keys. And right before I left, I happened to run into this uh, woman that I've told some of you about named Alex Reed. Alex Reed uh, had been my resident briefly when I was a third-year student, and when I was a fourth-year student, uh, she had the distinction of being the first woman chief chief resident at Bellevue. So we had five chiefs, but one was anointed the chief chief. And until about three years previous to that, there'd never been a woman chief at NYU Bellevue. Um, and then there'd been a couple women chiefs, but Alex was the first chief chief, and she was sort of a, a force of nature. But I ran into Alex and told her I was going down to Miami to do this elective, and she said, you've got to look up a friend of mine, Marilyn Glassberg. Uh, Marilyn and I went to Wellesley together, um, and she's an intern down there now. And I said, okay, sure, I'll look her up while I'm down there. So I go on down to Miami, and University of Miami had these sort of dingy cinder block dorms for visiting medical students, so I situated myself in the, in the dorm. And my second day there, after one night in the dorm, I, I, I called the operator, and this was before cell phones, guys, uh, and I called Marilyn Glassberg, and, and she was just like Alex. She was, again, this, this force, force of nature, and she said, I'm on call tonight. You've got to come hang out with me. I'll show you around. We'll see great cases. Um, so I went over to the hospital and hung out with Marilyn, and like I said, this bundle of energy, and she said, oh, my God, that dorm is disgusting. You can't stay there. You've got to move in with me and Mark. So she and her husband, who are both now pulmonologists, he was a, he was a fellow while she was an intern, uh, took me in, and I lived with them in their home while I did my rotation and uh, did my weekend scuba diving and learned to make pasta from them and had a wonderful time. I, I learned a little bit of infectious diseases as well. Um, and then I went back to New York um, and started my internship. Now, this was the day before duty hours limits, so... You had no social life whatsoever, um, and this is the truth. We, you, we got Sundays off if we weren't on call or post call, and that was the extent of your social life. Um, otherwise, you worked seven days a week. Um, so I had no social life, lost touch with Marilyn, um, and was engrossed in the care of my patients. And I came to be able to use some of what I've learned on my ID uh, rotation when I admitted a patient who I will call Deborah Rosenbaum, that some approximation of her name. Um, 
And she was a 19-year-old young woman, what we called, uh, today would be considered politically incorrect, but we used to call a shooter with a fever. So we admitted a lot of shooters with fevers at uh, Bellevue. Uh, And in a way, they were a great admission because you just had to draw six blood cultures, put in a central line, and then not do much else. Um, And the way they could be a bad admission, because if those blood cultures were positive, they were with you for six weeks. Um, But Deborah Rosenbaum was not a typical shooter with a fever, because she was a 19-year-old, very pretty white girl, Jewish white girl from Long Island, right? This was not our typical shooter with a fever, but this this was Deborah. Uh, And she, in fact, did end up having staph endocarditis and did get to stay with me for about six weeks. And um, we spent a lot more time with our patients then. We didn't have EHRs. We had to draw our own bloods. We had to do our own EKGs. Um, So I really got to know this young woman. And again, I was, I think, 21. She was 19. Um, I really spent a lot of time hanging out with her and got to know her and learned a little bit about where her life had taken the wrong path to where she put herself at risk for uh, being a shooter with a fever and getting intravenous drugs and the activities she did to earn her her money. Um, And and we spent this time together and kind of bonded. She had a complex core. She uh, blew out her tricuspid valve, developed heart failure, but she eventually recovered enough that it was time to go. And I I was naive enough to hope uh, that through this month of sobriety, this month of female bonding and all that, that that Deborah's life may have been uh, turned around. And I was a very, very meticulous, obsessive, compulsive house staff member. and I also had excellent handwriting. I'm proud to say I was the fourth grade penmanship champion. Um, so I wrote Deborah uh, Rosenbaum this um, like three-page handwritten note summarizing all the details of her medical course uh, that I gave her when she left so that she'd have it and she could share it with anybody should she come to medical attention uh, again. Um, and I went on about my busy life. A couple months later, I come home to find a message on my answering machine from Marilyn Glassberg, with whom I'd worked at University of Miami, my friend that I'd lived with, uh, the intern, uh, now resident at University of Miami, asking me to give her a call. Uh, So I gave her a call, and she said, do you remember a patient named Deborah Rosenbaum? I just admitted her as a shooter with a fever, and she gave me a letter from you. Right, so a thousand miles away, in this very small world, my patient ended up uh, in the care of my, of my good friend. Um, so a small world, sort of a message in a bottle. And just to, to bring the story uh, full circle, so I'd never had the opportunity to reciprocate Marilyn and her husband Mark's hospitality for that uh, month that I'd stayed with them uh, down in Florida. And here we are, 30 years later, I'm on faculty here, and I get a phone call on Easter Sunday of last year. And it's Marilyn Glassberg saying, my daughter, and her daughter is now uh, in West Side Story on Broadway, uh, but her daughter a year ago had developed uh, a subclavian vein thrombosis, an effort thrombosis. And she said, and I hear your dean is the best person in the country to do that surgery. Can you get me in with her? And so Marilyn and her daughter came and stayed at my house for three weeks while her daughter had surgery here uh, at UC Davis, and I got to repay her hospitality. So a couple of uh, connected stories showing what a small world uh, we live and work in. Thank you.